0: what's up everybody my name is adam badger and welcome to talk and fit all right guys thank you for listening to talk and fit i have an awesome guest today uh jeff real quick i forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name (laughs) delzell delzell okay jeff delzell he's a trainer out of massachusetts correct new hampshire close new hampshire Facebook. oh man same, I'm, same. I'm all fucked up today it's it's new uh, it's all new england's all one state like, we're,
1: we're all one state up here
0: well jeff jeff and i connected online through another online close uh coach daniel Yo- uh daniel yours so uh he was on my podcast a few months ago and he was like oh you guys should connect and i, and I had said to him i'm like i actually just reached out to jeff out of nowhere having <laughs> never met the guy yeah. literally two hours before you told me this so I was like that's so funny Cause you had made a post about, uh, we can get into this later on, but like you made a post about wanting to be more present, uh, okay. in, in, with your kids and how you were getting caught up in work. And I just said that it had hit me like really, like it really hit my soul that day as us feeling yeah. the same thing. Um, so yeah, man, it's just cool to connect, cool to, uh, connect with someone who's going through the same stuff as me. Um, thanks for help, coming on.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. It's it, for sure. I feel like pretty, pretty quickly you and I were like, Oh, we're, we're in the same boat here. Like, I feel like yeah. there's, there's a handful, there's, there's a handful of, of guys in our, you know, people in the industry who are in kind of our same stage of life with young kids who are, you know, building a business and, mm-hmm. and doing a lot of things. And um yeah, I feel like I have really great conversations with uh, I'll, I'll pitch somebody to you. I don't know if you know, John Blachianakos. Um, I don't <laughs> strong John. So there you go. I'm going to, I'm going to put, uh, pay it forward. John's a, <laughs> another great guy to, to talk to who's his kids are, I think his oldest just turns, it's like seven and four or something mm-hmm. like that. And so he's, he's maybe two years ahead of us, but he's, he's, he's in the same boat. Um, and he and I just like, dude, this is just nuts trying to balance running a business and having small kids. So,
0: Oh yeah. And I think, I think with the, the, um, the sort of the lore of being a coach, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially with online is that you have a little bit more freedom of schedule. You don't have to go to an office from nine to five, uh, which when you're like before you have kids, or Mm -hmm. if you're younger is like, Oh, this is amazing. But Mm -hmm. when you're trying, when you have kids and you also want to be a present parent and actually raise your kids doing that and running your business from your home is like very, very difficult. And I think people got a taste of that during COVID when their kids were home and they were home too. Um, but yeah, I think it's a very, it's just not a very common thing that you see, which is what we're going through, which is where we're running our own business. We're also raising our kids, but we're also like, not, um, like getting a lot of help doing that either. It's like, we're just there all the time. And
1: so it's a lot of moving parts. And and, and I loved, you did a post about this uh, a couple of days ago. Like this photo cost me whatever it was, $78,000 or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, oh, dude, that's a really, I was like, I, it's one
0: of those things where I'm like, man, I wish I wrote that. Like that was dude, really well done. <laughs> and so the picture I took is my son napping at me. I literally yeah. wrote it while that was happening. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I came up with it off the top of my head because yeah. I had just done the math and like on my calculator. Yeah. And I'm like this a, like for those who aren't like coaches it's called like a hook like it gets the yes. person to read it doesn't mean that it's a lie it's true but it's like it gets the person to read and I, and I when I wrote it I was like damn this is a fucking good hook
1: yeah it is <laughs> it is no it was so good and uh because I felt it I 100% felt it yeah and I, yeah like I I've, I've I've had to own that right and it's mm-hmm. and it's easy to the thing that I've, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about right now. So I have, uh, you know, I have a three and a half year old and then I have 20 month old twins, right? So I oh, got, wow. okay. we had three kids in 19 months and we're done. That <laughs> was, a it was a surprise pregnancy with the twins. And then the bonus surprise of twins. And I had one rule in our marriage. Like we'll have no more than two kids. And then God just laughed at me and said, <laughs> you think you have any say on What's happening here? <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, we got a lot of moving parts, and yeah. uh, and it was right around that time that I was, you know, figuring out online business and and all of this stuff, and and the the tension is so real. Like mm-hmm. I I said a while ago, I said something along the lines of like I spent all morning when I'm like trying to pack up the kids and and get them out of the house, just trying to figure out, man, how do I you know, rearrange the schedule to like get more time to work. Cause this is just mm-hmm. nuts. And like, wouldn't it be nice to just have like a, a little bit more of a regular schedule. And the second I dropped them off, I'm driving away and I'm like, what if I rearrange my schedule? So I didn't work like at all. And I was yeah. just home with them, you know, it's it, in the span of 20 minutes to like live in that tension of, of I, <laughs> I want to spend as much time with them as I can and be present mm-hmm. as much as I can. But at the same time, weirdly i think you and i we have jobs that we we love which is a little atypical mm-hmm. um and and are important um not to say that not every job is important but i think that the work that we do like you know you get messages i'm sure you get them like i got a message the other day like this changed my life and i'm like yeah. that's not a small thing to say so yeah I appreciate yeah, yeah. It. um so to do that and and also want to provide and and all of these types of things but be willing to kind of pay the cost this is the i think the the general principle that i have to think about is like what's the cost of of every decision Mm -hmm. and um are you willing to pay that cost and and you can choose right you get to choose what cost you're willing to pay like i could i could and it's nobody can tell you wrong or right necessarily like i Mm -hmm. could work more yeah, I could, And I could take the money that I make from working more and I could pay for more childcare and I could work more and I'd make more money and we would go this direction. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got four, i four years from yesterday is when my twins go to kindergarten. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. And, and then, then they're, you know, I'm not paying for childcare anymore and they're going to be at school. And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, what do I want the next four years to be? Because then I got, the rest of their lives where i'm kind of not
0: not like their
1: main focus it's It's, not that conversation anymore it's no longer the conversation of do i work or do i stay home as much like i Mm -hmm. i can work at least at a minimum while they're at school yeah yeah um so can i can i pay the cost maybe in the short
0: term make a little bit less money Mm -hmm. um but yeah and you have to battle against that uh uh, we, we, we're, we're kind of talking we'll, we, here. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just to circle back for a minute. Um, just to give people a little bit of a background, how long have you been a coach for? And then like, how, how did you transition into like owning your own business? Cause like, I don't know about you, but like I didn't start mm-hmm. as my own boss. I worked, no. I worked at a, at a big box gym for yeah. the first uh four and a half years right so so like yeah. oh what, what where did you get your start in coaching and then how did it morph into like you uh, having your own business yeah
1: i have a i have a little bit of an odd story when people you know i was a high school teacher i was a high i math read teacher. that in your yeah, bio yeah. so i was yeah. like i
0: was curious about that
1: yeah i was a high school math teacher for five years uh and a football coach okay um and I loved coaching, and I liked teaching, but nobody likes math anymore. <laughs> like even the kids who like math don't like math. And so matter no matter what I did, right? Kids yeah. the, when they walked into my room on day one, they were like, "I don't like this class." <laughs> even if they haven't met me yet, right? Yeah. But they don't want to be there. And I was like, yeah. "This is a tough battle to to fight." Yeah, um, and, similar to being a
0: coach sometimes. Uh,
1: sometimes, but people it, do have a, a vested interest in, in the results. They, uh, yeah, they at least care about the coach. results yeah and they've and they've kids don't really care uh yeah. about math um and you know to be totally fair like when was the last time you used the quadratic formula like but nobody dude, ever does yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so it's like all right we got to pick our battles here a little bit so um so I was looking to transition out of teaching anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, was exploring coaching full time, um, like at the collegiate level. But like, it's just that's a that's a young man's game. That's a game yeah. that you could you start when you're 22 and you can live on a buddy's couch and work 98 hours a week. And yeah, and just, with a wife, and and we didn't have kids at the time. But with a wife, and and you know, I was in my m- mid 20s. I was like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't I can't go into this and, and not make any money at all and, and move every year, which is what those guys do. It's just it was it was a little bit of a young man's game. And so I was but I had done some of the strength coaching for the football team and, and mm-hmm. I was in it. You know, I was doing it myself um, and kind of just training friends casually. And I was like, oh, I, I enjoy this. Like, I'll explore what it looks like to go do this. And so I was I got into it that way. So it was four and a half years ago. It was it was February of twenty. 20- 19 Mm -hmm. was when i got certified and i and i started coaching and um and i finished that school so i did it kind of overlapping the last four months of the school year um was into it that summer and was just kind of getting into the business and at the same time while i was growing my coaching business i was running Mm -hmm. which i had done for a while while i was teaching as a side gig i was running a photo booth business for weddings so like you know like i saw that on your bio too yeah Yeah. (laughs) open air photo booths um and or like we had a 1967 VW bus that we had remodeled the interior of to be a photo booth. And so we'd bring it to weddings and things like that. So that was kind of like the the stable money mm-hmm. to some degree while I was growing this. and And the hope was to eventually transition that more toward the training side of things and step back from the photo booth side of things. Um, and so this was my first school year not doing it was the 1920 school year, was my first school year not teaching, which was obviously the first one affected by COVID. So I got out right in time. Like it would have been but the flip side of that is uh I also was terrified, right? Because I left one of the only jobs that like wasn't affected from at least a salary perspective Mm -hmm. for two jobs that seemed relatively recession proof, right? People are always gonna get married and people are always gonna work out. Well. Unless it's not during COVID, you know, (laughs) not during COVID, yeah. And so those two things dried up, and my son was born three weeks after the world shut down. My oldest son was born April 9th of twenty twenty. So it was like nuts. Was and I'm like, what do I do? Like, what do I, what do I do? Because the who knows when the wedding is. So I was like, photo booth is kind of done, and so it's like, all right, do I do training or do I go and explore another? gig like do yeah. i you know go do analytics which i had done do i go back to teaching like where, where do i go and um at the time that was when i started to do the online thing just out of a function of necessity mm-hmm. because people weren't coming into the gym even though small book of business that i had mm-hmm. and so that was kind of when i started online and i kind of have kind of grown them both somewhat sort of simultaneously mm-hmm. as in-person has come back and then I've slowly started to as we talked about uh, before we hit record I've I've stepped back my in-person training pretty considerably so now I just kind of do it because I like it and mm-hmm. gets me out of the house but um been been majorly on, that's not a word majorly no primarily there we go primarily, primarily <laughs> online uh
0: yeah for for a couple of years now that Damn that that's answer. No, no, no. That's that's all that's that's crazy. Cause I think that if you know to pull from that story, like um it's all about perspective, right? Because there's mm-hmm. times where um, you know, I've been I've been a coach since 2014 and I've kind mm-hmm. of had the ebbs and flows. And you know, when I started my business, it went strong, it was going you know, progressively better and better from 2018 and then 2020, everything shut down. And it was like, mm-hmm. and I didn't have anything set up for online at the time. So like mm-hmm. same same situation. And, uh, but I think I was kind of already used to the model of, oh, my money's not guaranteed. Yeah. So I can, my wife was a reading teacher. So I know that the teacher, you know, the 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 cool thing about being a teacher is that like, you can kind of look at the next 20 years and know, I'm going to have yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a little more predictable. So it takes balls to like step out of that, to go chase a passion. And I yeah. think that when you do that, you make that decision, like you said, trying to pay a cost. And you decide I'm going to pay this cost. And then the fucking world shuts down. Yeah. Like that's crazy stress. And like based on my own childhood trauma around mm. money and growing up poor, like that would have put me at like threat level red. <laughs> like how it, it was. was yeah. yeah. I could imagine. It was. No, it was. It was a really.
1: uh you know, you step into being a father, yeah, and then you know, father's provider and and all this kind of thing. And and I was like, I'm not providing, like, I, I I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a scary thing um to do that. And and it was it's been consistently scary to kind of bet on myself. And this was actually something that I thought about uh recently was it was I wasn't fully all in. So online, training. I kept on thinking about like, oh, do I go do something else? For it was another you know, 18 months. It was a right around the when the twins were born, which mm-hmm. was they were 19 months later. It was October they were born in November of, of 2021. Um that was when I was like, okay, I either need to make a decision, mm-hmm. right? I need to make a decision. Am I going to continue to to do training or am I going to because it was like every every three months. Yeah, I would be like when business hit one of those ebbs and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is, this is not going great for whatever reason, usually because of me, right. Not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'd hit an ebb and I'm like, all right, do you know, maybe I, this isn't worth it. It's not working. Like, do I just, you know, and I'd go on indeed and I'd look for analyst jobs, right. And I would just, and I would do this cycle every three months. It was, it was always, I had a potential out Mm -hmm. that I was going to like, Oh, I can always go back to teaching. I can always go do analytics. I can always go do one of these things. And and it was, I think, ad- admittedly frustrating for my wife because she's like, you, you you get to decide what it is that you want to do. But like yeah. make a decision, like don't don't go back and forth on it, like be be all in on it if you're going to do it. Because you also you love doing this, yeah. which is rare for other people. You would not love doing analytics. You would do it and there'd be some good things, but like you wouldn't love it. So like if you're going to do this then do it. And it was I had a job offer to be an analyst in December of twenty twenty one. And it was that was kind of the decision moments like, all right, am I going to go here? Or am I going to go here? But if I say no to this job offer, mm-hmm. then I can't ever go back. Yeah. Right. it's no longer this is a uh, a potential option for me. It was right yeah. down the road, like I'm practically touching the office <laughs> building right now. You know, what I mean, like, yeah. it was right there. It was a good job. It was convenient. It was going to be great. And it was just like, okay, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I'm going to do the training thing. And so then it was you know, excuse the expression, but burn the boats sort of Mm -hmm. thing. It's like, okay, I have to make this work. Yeah. With the training side of things. And so when when I stopped taking when I took quitting off the table Mm -hmm. and and bailing off the table, then it that's when the business started to grow.
0: And I started to be better for it because I wasn't like kind of one foot in, one foot out. Dude, that's that's no, that's that's amazing. I I still remember putting my resume on like monster.com and indeed.com mm-hmm. like back when I first started my business for the first like six months, I would just, I would keep getting emails from those things. Like, and mm-hmm. and keep in mind, these are not jobs that I was necessarily like qualified for. No. Like, you know, but it was like, it was like sales jobs and things like that, the like things I knew I could do. And yeah, I, I very similar uh, experience, but I think I, I saw you had, you had made a post about that mm-hmm. kind yeah. of like, like that uh, that story and I think that, you know, to tie it back to the people who are listening, like that's really powerful because realistically speaking, like yep. if we're talking literal, like the job isn't literally off the table, it's mentally no. off the table, right? Yeah. So like, there's a huge difference there. I think people are always waiting for their environment to be set up for them to, to have to succeed, but like you have to make a mental decision to say like, no, I'm not going to go apply for jobs anymore. You could. It's yeah. not, you know what I mean? It's not like there was a law against it, but you're just- meeting. I've gotten job offers since then. Yeah, yeah. So how do you, so obviously like this is where we, and I'm sure you found this out too, when you first became a coach, you're like, oh, this isn't like about fucking sets and reps and calories. No. This is about like mindset stuff. So when you're coaching clients, do you, do you often use that story? And like, how would you kind of, uh, articulate that relating it to someone's weight loss journey because you use a lot of verbiage that people use, right? It's like, is Other this does. working? Is this the point? What should I just say fuck it? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the reason why I share the story is
1: uh, and I literally I was before we had this call, I was talking to my business mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking about it and was like, dude, we're the same. Like I'm the same as my clients. It's just a different thing. Yeah. Right. So they have they're trying to lose weight and they're saying like oh I can't seem to whatever. And I'm like, I can't seem to do the the five things that I know that I need to do, mm-hmm. right for my business. At times, I'm like, well, yeah. I, if I just you know would actually respond to messages, <laughs> you know, on with a, yeah. some sort of prompt uh, thing, or or like ha- you know talk to people, or do the things that you know we we know that we need to do. And sometimes you're just like, I just don't want to do it. I just don't yeah. want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. And and for everybody, the challenge is the same. And so I do tell that story. It's a lot of stories like that. And it's a lot of stories about parenting too. Like mm-hmm. if you, like you think about parenting, right? They're here yeah. forever. Right. Yeah. You don't you don't get to quit, you know, yeah. like and so this is why if you take the idea that like you get to you have an out mm-hmm. off the table, then it it changes your approach to it. Yeah. If you're gonna be dad or mom forever then you're not going to do things that are short-sighted in the same way that the grandparents might, right? Like yeah. this is a great, like grandparents are like, I'll give them all the sugar. You know, the, the easy example, grandparents yeah. will give them all the sugar in the world have no rules because they don't have to deal with the consequences of it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to deal with the consequences of it. And so you have to play a little bit of the long game
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you also recognize like, I'm never going to stop being dad, Right. And so when you think about the idea of like with weight loss, I'm never going to stop exercising. Yeah. Right. I'm never going to stop eating protein. Like even if I hit my goal, Mm -hmm. right. When I hit my goal, I still need to do this because it's good for me. Right. Like I'm going to exercise until I die. I'm going to eat food until I die. So I might as well learn how to make conscious choices around my food because I'm going to do this forever. And so when you take the like end date off of it, like I have to get this done by this time, Mm -hmm. then you can take quitting off the table because it's like, I'm just going to keep doing the same stuff. It's just a matter of to what degree I'm doing it that allows me to be successful. So when you, when, when, when I'm talking to clients about losing weight, it's like this saying, okay, it's not working. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop. Right. That does you like, The only guarantee of quitting is that you're never going to get there. Yeah, man. You will never
0: be successful. That's, that's, no, it's a lot of this very, uh, like, it's really important to articulate that that's one thing I've been getting really big on with clients. And just in like my messaging is talking about how, like, you got to stop just associating this with weight loss because Mm. that, you know what I mean? It's like it. I'm trying to think of an analogy, but it's just like, it, it's like with being a parent. It's like, if you only associated being a parent with, if my kid, you know, likes me every day. Yeah. Then your approach is much different. You're just like, oh, I just want to get him to say, I want to get my son to say, I like you or not to be mad. You're going to give them whatever they want. Yeah. You're going to give them whatever they want. or And it's, it's also on the days that you don't give a shit, if you're mad at them, you're not going to try as hard. No. Like you know, what I mean, if you don't like on the day that you're mad at your kid, if all you care about is them liking you, but you're mad at them, you're not going to try. You have to be able to try and show up and, and put an effort on the days that are hard, the days that are difficult, the days that they're being a pain in the ass. So it's the same thing with you know with weight loss, with business, you have to be able to show up on the days and do the things you need to do when you don't feel like doing it. And it's easy to not do that when you have the option of quitting. But again, mm-hmm. no one, no one has this conversation about brushing their teeth or taking a shower. They're not constantly questioning that process. You just fucking do it every single day, right? It's just yeah. something that you do. And if you miss a day, you don't go. I was just talking to a client about this today. I was like, I just, you got to stop putting in your check-ins that the one thing you're proud of is that you didn't quit. Cause that just, that's making it an option. You're basically yeah. telling me every week that quitting well was an option. And I just didn't choose it this week. Well, that's no longer an option. Like, yeah, one yeah. day you won't need a coach. You won't have to pay me anymore. But like for now, we're making like lifestyle changes. You're changing normal.
1: Yeah, you're changing what normal is. Like normal has always been X, and you're looking for it to be four. Like it's not even you're not even in the alphabet anymore. <laughs> yeah, like we're yeah. we're changing we're changing the game completely. But I I love I love what you said. Like you're you eventually it's an interesting thing coaching and parenting. There's so many analogies to this. I, I feel like you probably believe this too. Uh, a good being a, the mark of a good coach is that eventually your clients no longer need you. Yeah. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that you bail And the mark of a good parent is eventually your kids no longer need you. Yeah. Right. Like, or they may they, need you in a different way or less. in a different way. Well, like you always are there to yeah. support them, you know, but like they can function without you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so the, the hope is not to, okay, I'm I'm relying on a coach or whatever it is. It's like, Hey, we got to just shift our, our brain around this. Mm. And And again, could I, could I run my business without a business coach? Absolutely, I could. Yeah. Absolutely, I could. Am I going to get significantly further with some help? Absolutely, I am. Not yeah. because they're going to like they have a magic formula, right? Mm-hmm. I know what the formula is, but they're yeah. going to help me do it better when I don't feel like doing it. Yeah, which is the natural inclination. Which is like sometimes we just don't want to do it. We yeah, just don't want to do like we just yeah. I would really like to eat ice cream and watch netflix all day some days yeah it's the natural (laughs) influence but we we don't do those things like show up to work
0: when you don't feel like doing it which again i have i have the conversation with clients too is like hey listen uh how long you been at your job 15 years 20 years how many days have you wanted to quit how many days have it been awesome how many days have been stressful and it's for most people when they think of their job Mm-hmm. it's overwhelmingly like usually more stress than reward. And I said, well, then why do you show up every week? Oh, well, I need a paycheck. Exactly. I said, like you have, a, you have associated a value to showing up. You know, there's consequences if you don't. And more importantly, you believe in your ability to do it. So you have accountability, you have value, and you have belief. That's really all you need to accomplish any goal, and when it comes with fitness too. Is like you need the accountability. So if you can't hold yourself accountable, you need a coach, you need a trainer, or even just need like some sort of community where that's that's supporting your goals. You need to understand consequences that if you don't do this, you're gonna be you're gonna die earlier, maybe you're gonna have more joint pain, you're gonna have, you're gonna be continue to be overweight, and you need to have the self belief that you can do it. And I find with most people. The things that they is that they don't truly believe they can do it. They're mm. not fully aware of the consequences because they're so used to the pain they're living in and they run from accountability. Right. Mm. So, that how like, I mean, I'm kind of putting on the spot because it's a big question, but like when you're, when kind of, if you have those things kind of, you know, rattling around your brain, what are some, you know, if you were talking to someone who's not a client of yours and they, keep starting and stopping, starting, stopping, like, what are some go to, you know, either like analogies or tips that you give them or mindset reframes?
1: Yeah, I mean, my, my thought on accountability has always been uh accountability is is a is a great word. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look the way that we think that it does. Yeah. So oftentimes, we think accountability, okay, I'm gonna get a family member or friend like hey keep me accountable to this but they can't yeah. freaking do it they got their own crap happening yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like they they can't even or or you're like hey let's do this together and it's the blind leading the blind you got two people <laughs> who don't know what the frig they're doing yeah. just trying to navigate out into the wilderness yeah accountability the best analogy that i have for accountability is a sherpa on mount everest mm-hmm. so like if you go to climb mount everest you have to have a sherpa guide right these are people that live there that climb the mountain all the time and they Escort you up the mountain, right? Mm -hmm. And they know we're going to stop here. We're going to, we have to push through here. This is safe. This is not safe because they've climbed the mountain safely hundreds, thousands of times. Mm -hmm. And so you, even though you're the one climbing the mountain, you need somebody who can, who knows the path, knows where to go and can tell you, this is when you need to push. This is when it's okay to, to take a rest. This is safe this is not safe that's what accountability looks like and then you have people who are climbing it with you who are maybe in the journey with you that can be like this is freaking hard isn't it like yeah yeah you know to to kind of commiserate with but if it's just all people commiserating, eventually you're going to be like, this is kind of hard, man. What if we just went back and had a couple of beers? Like that sounds like a good time to me. Right. At some point it becomes too challenging and you get somebody who's like, no, we got to go. Yeah. And that's where having a coach or somebody who's at least experienced success Mm -hmm. cycling back to the belief thing. The reason why, like, why would you believe that you can do it when all you've ever experienced is failure? Mm -hmm. Like why? Like, that's what most people that I have conversations with they're like oh man I'm just the the phrase that like I have to I hear it oftentimes my 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 wife who I love desperately is mm-hmm. like is basically my ideal client right she's postpartum <laughs> and she's trying to like and, she's, and yeah. she's she's always been fit but then she had kids and, and she can't seem and it's like because she wants to eat the thing and she's like I'm just not meant to lose weight and I'm like that's that's fundamentally not true but i understand yeah. why you would believe that because all you've ever experienced is failure yeah and so finally i was like would you like me to coach you because i really didn't want to coach her because <laughs> yeah, i was yeah. like you're my wife and i want to be your husband and be your cheerleader but she was like yes please and and she's doing well that doesn't <laughs> mean awful. that she doesn't still have those beliefs right but there's days where she'll text me and she's like man the weights up like i blew it like i've ruined everything i'm like why is the weight up well you had a salty dinner at 10 p.m last night you know what yeah. i mean like you probably just need to poop to be quite honest. (laughs) Like let's just, let's just be real about this. So, but to have somebody who you can kind of, who know, who can say that Mm -hmm. because the natural inclination is, Oh, the weight went up three pounds. I must be failing because I've always failed because I did this one thing or it comes after, Oh, it was my birthday and I had a piece of cake and the weight went up. I ruined everything Yeah, to have somebody who can talk you off a ledge and be like, no, this is the time to push through. And this is why that might be happening. Yeah. There's, it's, it's an essential component because the natural inclination is to just fold up shop because
0: it's, it's, we've never seen success most times. Yeah, man, I totally agree with you. I think, I think the, the other part of the the accountability equation is having, you know, someone else who's bought into your success. Mm-hmm. So for example, when you tell, when you tell, uh, you know, I've had clients say this before, like, oh, you know, I was just going to, you know, my mom's on board and me and her are going to hold each other accountable. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, your mom wants you to be healthy and you want to live a long life, but she doesn't, like you said, she doesn't understand the journey. She doesn't understand, Mm -hmm. you know, how to guide you there. And she's not, there's nothing at stake for her, for you guys not to succeed. Whereas when you're, and not to bring it back to coaching, but when you, when you pay for a coach, a good coach, they're now bought in, to your success. And I tell mm-hmm. my clients that all the time, like when you pay me, that's not because I'm trying to take your money. That's because that is, I am now bought into your success. I have a responsibility. I, you're holding me accountable by needing mm-hmm. to make sure I'm doing your check-ins on time, responding to your questions. So like now we're both on bought into this one goal, which is for you to succeed. Right. Mm-hmm. So like that is another form of accountability that people, that people, you know, mistake is they think that, Oh, well, if I join this, this, you know, hit class at the gym. Oh, that'll hold me accountable. Yeah. But the the trainer who might be coaching that who's making 20 bucks for the class and also has a full-time job, maybe they're not going to be as bought into your success as like, you know, someone who you're, you know, yeah. paying, paying a higher fee to. So I think that uh, for a lot of people, that's where the hesitation comes is like, oh, I don't want to bet on myself because I've always failed in the past. And it's like, they're not willing to take that bet. You know, they're, they're, when they're ready to sign up for a coach, they're emotionally ready, they're mentally ready, but it's like, once they they know they have to put money on the line for their own success, it's like, well, why would I take that bet I failed every single time for it. But sometimes that's like the the thing that gets them to switch.
1: Well, this is where I, and I'm a little bit of a nerd on the financial side of things. Um you know, like I just a hobby to like I read financial books because I'm a nerd. But it the, the no, behaviors, that's probably, that's probably the, a
0: great hobby to have. The, the
1: behaviors surrounding money are the same behaviors surrounding health. Yeah. Oftentimes, which are the same, you know, surrounding business, right? The behavior is behavior, right? We think yeah. about the it's it just we move the the target a little bit. But the the concept is is this when we when we're giving up on our money like right, to, to pay for a coach, we're thinking about it as a cost to come back mm-hmm. to this cost equation, versus thinking about it as an investment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Investing in a coach is ROI positive. You're gonna get a return on that, not oftentimes just in the like, oh, that's a that was worth it for me, but oftentimes yeah. on the on the financial side of things because if you because of the success that you feel in that way, like if think about how much like it's the, the mental beating mm-hmm. that so many of my clients have, have like felt by the time they start with me, it's like, oh, I'm just, man, I just can't win. Right. That mentality, even if it's in one area, right. That, that carries over into other places yeah. where you feel like a failure because you're not having success in this one place where you, you start to win in this one place Mm And that starts to translate into other places as well. In the same way that exercise is ROI positive for your time, meaning Mm -hmm. if I take 30 to 45 minutes to go exercise, I'm all right, that's 30 to 45. If I'm busy, right, Mm -hmm. I don't have that kind of time. Well, yeah, all right. you, You may not, right? Let's just assume the reality that you don't have a great amount of time. Can you then potentially be more efficient? Right. Cause you always people always tell me you feel better after exercise for yeah, the most absolutely. part. Like if, if you've done it for a couple a little bit, you feel better, you have more energy. Are you going to be more productive? Yeah. Like I'll I'll say this. Yesterday is a great example of this. I was awake at two o'clock in the morning, yesterday morning. For you know, one of my kids woke up. I went oh, in wow. and I snuggled them for five minutes and then I couldn't fall back asleep until I my alarm went off at 4:30. Which is so <laughs> yeah. I was like a a dead person by the middle of the afternoon it would have been better for me to take a 20 minute nap yeah at 12 30 or a 30 or an hour long nap versus the just disaster of work that i tried to accomplish in the afternoon because i was a zombie like i was like i don't i can't even write i don't want to do anything yeah right i was i was better off taking the time to do the thing that i need to do in order to get the benefit of it the same thing is true there like and even just from a financial perspective, when people think about coaching, I'm like, you bought a Peloton and (laughs) and it's, and it's now a laundry rack in your basement. Yeah. Right. You've, you've done 50 other like lose weight in six weeks. How many shake programs have you bought? Like how much money have you spent to fail? Yeah. Like what, what is it worth for you to know that you're going to succeed to know it? Because I'm, I'm, promising you that you will if you put in the work because i know that you can i know the path like i know that i know the way up the mountain you yeah. follow me we'll get there it might not happen on the timeline you want
0: it to but we'll get there yeah man i i totally i 100 agree with you i think it, it, that's such a good that's such a good way of looking at it is like you know it's like uh another i know, I know coaches in general are big on analogies but like yeah it's like if you're if you're driving on the highway and you're the gas tank's running low Mm -hmm. Do you just try to speed up and try to get there faster? Or do you stop for gas? Like, do you take that detour to allow you to finish the journey? And I think for a lot of people there, when it comes to, you know, there's this certain group, there's a certain client who like, they need to be told, Hey, you got to take a rest day. You got to like pull back Mm -hmm. a little bit. But a lot of the clients we work with, they need, they need more assistance with like, Hey, listen, you got to push through on the days we don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, they're not, they're looking at it as okay. I can continue to kind of like you know, kick rocks at this goal for the next 10 years, or I can make an investment now and get really far in six months and feel way better and have, this is what I always tell clients, the shit you learn, you're going to continue to apply for the rest of your life. So like, it's a skill that you learn. It's like taking a guitar lessons or learning how to drive. Mm -hmm. You put in the time and the work for a short amount of time to reap the benefits for the rest of your life. So um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation to have. I think, I think it should be something that's a little bit more normalized in society is like having people have chiropractors, masseuses, like, you know, uh, they have regular psychiatrists. They have people that they pay to fix problems. But when it comes to coaching with fitness stuff, there's this weird gap of like, ah, but I don't want to spend that much on fitness. Well, I think there's the the gap
1: is because people want to. They feel like they ought to be able to do it on their own. Yeah. Right. And and, and to some degree, I I understand that, right? Like it it feels like like a willpower issue. Like if I just don't eat a whole package of Oreos after my kids go to sleep and I go to the gym when I say I'm going to go to the gym, like I know what I need to do. And it's it's not the what that's the problem for most people. And it's not even really a willpower issue, Mm -hmm. because if you're trying to play the willpower game, like you can you cannot white knuckle your way through. (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. fitness most of them. like i eat i eat oreo i don't like oreos and i eat oreos by the row When right? <laughs> I, I i eat an entire row yeah or it's coming up on fall here in new england and it's very new england thing to go apple picking yeah and get apple cider donuts and those apple, hot apple cider i'll eat a half a dozen of those and not even blink just yeah. not even and it's not because i want to yeah it's because i physically can't stop myself so if you're trying to just white knuckle your way through it and willpower and oh like we're not it's it's not a successful mentality yeah right it doesn't mean that people can't do it right it doesn't mean that people can't do it but we have to figure out. it's not the what it's the how it's the i need some skills like you said Mm -hmm. some strategies to actually make success easier because my natural inclination is to not do what i'm saying i'm gonna do so i need oh, to yeah. i need to like lower the barrier to entry to what qualifies as a success and then build on it because i think a lot of people also to think that we need to eat just chicken and broccoli and go to the gym seven days a week yeah. in order to yeah. be in shape where and so this is why i loved like you posted the other day about going to the mets game with your your kid and then you yeah. got Whatever uh, I forget what you you were gonna get pizza and beer, but you got something oh. different, right? Or I post about margaritas all the time and, yeah. and and pizza with my kids. It's like it takes a lot less than people think it does, but you mm-hmm. have to figure out how to do that. And it's it's a little bit more
0: learned than and um, you get and it's like like to go back to your analogy about finances, like the the further you get in a career where you you know you get raises each year, you invest more in your 401k. You then have more flexibility with what you can spend money on. And mm-hmm. it's like that with fitness. The more time you put in, the more muscle you build, the more you support a healthy metabolism, build healthy habits, then you have more flexibility. So as people in like on month one of their fitness journey, they think, you know, oh my God, I ate this pizza and the scale went up and, and then they feel like they've ruined their progress. Like, yeah. Cause you just haven't put in enough time. Yet. Like, does that mean you can't eat it? no but for guys like us or or girls who are our age who have been doing it as long as we have when you're 10 years in 20 years in yeah it doesn't matter as much cuz you just built up so much equity with your behavior over the years you've been to the gym 17,000 times you've you've eaten enough protein for you know thousands of days in a row so i think uh, and we can you know kind of finish off on this part of the conversation cuz this is what we were talking about the other day in the DMs Was that like a lot of times where, you know, the consumer is fed this idea of what the lifestyle is or what it is achievable in a short amount of time and they compare their journey to that and it's very defeating, it's very discouraging and it's easier than to just stay in their normal. And we were talking about me and you about how we we have kids, we own our own businesses, we're trying to balance family, we want to be present, and sometimes we get caught in the comparison game. We compare ourselves to yeah. the twenty nine year old with no wife, no kids, or no husband, no kids who who can work twelve hours a day and you know empty their savings account, and investing into a business coach because they have no no consequences to that action, and then they go to their business ten x what we do in a shorter amount of time, and when we see that, sometimes it can be like oh my God, why should I work more? And we get lost, we get off the track of what we're actually valuing. Whereas the, the consumer for like fitness, they see the Instagram girl, the fitness influencer, and maybe, you know, to, just to play devil's advocate, maybe even times we've posted things that have rubbed people the wrong way. Like, oh, well, like I have to get up at four in the morning or I have to make sure I'm weighing my food. And then they're like, well, I don't want to do that. So I can't do it. and so then they, they don't, they don't do anything. So I guess, you know, for Kind of speak on that conversation. What are your thoughts on that and, and how to manage that expectation? So this is uh, something I've
1: I've had to do a lot of, right? And this was the conversation kind of where we started today is um, there are times where I catch myself thinking about the road not taken. Yeah. Right. So um, you've been in the business now for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I could have been in the business for 10 years, 11, 12, something like that. If I had gone into kinesiology in college and then just started coaching right out of college if i had started training you know in college i had an opportunity i had a coaching minor right i took kinesiology classes the writing was on the wall right this was who i who i always wanted to be and i loved it um and i didn't do it Mm -hmm. i became a teacher well what's and so there's moments where i'm like oh man like where where would i be had i done that Mm -hmm. well the flip side of that is I met my wife in an education class in college. Yeah. So what would the, the, my whole life would not be what it is if I had done that other thing. Same thing with kids, right? Like would, what would my life be if I didn't have kids or if I didn't have the twins? Right. And it's, it's, people try to pretend like we don't have this conversation. Like if you don't, if you don't have moments as a parent where you say that to yourself, you're lying to yourself. Right. Or you're not
0: you're around enough. <laughs> yeah. Or you're not around. enough. Like
1: I love my kids. I love yeah. my kids so much, but if you don't, if you don't have a day where you get to the end of the day and be like, man, I don't know if I, if yeah. I can do this anymore. Like it's just, it's, it's hard, right. Parenting is hard for good parents. Uh, the tired dad uh, is where I heard that phrase for once. Parenting is only hard for good parents. And I was like, yeah, let's, that's, that's
0: really, that's really fucking true.
1: Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm exhausted from parenting a lot, Um, but there are moments where I'm like, oh man, like, what would it be like if I could just, you know, I could train at all kinds of hours and I could work 14 hours. I would do it, man. I love mm-hmm. it. I just friggin' love it. I'd go to every conference. I would move to friggin' LA and I'd be training celebrities. Like who knows yeah. what I would be doing. Um, you know, I know Ben Bruno. I've met him a couple times. Th- like He's a good dude. Like I, yeah. you know, I'd go apprentice under Ben, make no money and sleep on a couch. Like what would I do? Oh yeah. If I didn't have like, you know what I mean? And it's easy to think about that. But my clientele is parents with young kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think I'd be able to help them nearly as well as I do if I didn't understand the things that they were going through by having kids of myself and not, yeah. and this is, I'm not, I'm not in, implying anything for you. Cause I know you have one kid. If I didn't have multiple kids. Oh no, no, dude. It, I, that's, it's, it's I, a different, it's a different game when I get multiple kids and I, and I yeah. did it like, you know, I got the, I, yeah, you know, again, not to bash my situation because I know that a lot of people struggle with infertility and all these yeah. kinds of things, right? And 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 very blessed to have all my kids. We did it the hard way, man. <laughs> we, yeah, we had three kids in 19 months. We had a lot of moving parts, and and so I I understand the struggles of most parents. Yeah, right? most parents, uh, and I'm I'm the primary caregiver. Uh, like if, if somebody's sick, like I'm the one who kind of catches it. My wife has a little bit more of a traditional job where it's not as flexible. And so like, I understand the mom thing, like on Wednesdays, I bring my kids with me to work and, and, you know, it's, it's, I understand those things where I wouldn't if I didn't have kids. Yeah. And so it's easy to think about the road, not taken a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's easy to play the comparison game. Like, Oh, where would I be if. I did X, Y, Z, but you also can flip that on its head and think about the opportunity that you have, right? Somebody who does not have kids, as an example, a client of mine who does not have kids, doesn't have the same why to do this that somebody who has kids do, right? Why is a 26-year-old girl who has no husband want to, who I have, client, she's fantastic, Right. But why does she want to get fit? She just wants to feel good in her clothes. And, and you know, when she's going out, she wants to wear the, I don't know, she said, I know it because she told him to. Like she was yeah. like, I got a, a skims bodysuit that I want to feel good in when I go out with my girlfriends. And I'm like, good on you, girl. Like, yeah, go yeah. <laughs> like that's not the same conversation as I'm having with my mom client who, mm-hmm whose daughter stopped asking her to go swimming with her because every time she did mom said no because mom didn't feel comfortable wearing a bathing suit dude yeah the, those the conversations are
0: told different
1: so different that doesn't mean that the why you know but the stakes are so much higher for parents yeah. so so the the value going back to the three things you said the value both on the high and the low end matter and so it's yeah. an advantage um that while there's a cost to it there's a challenge with it it's there's also an advantage to it and so trying to kind of flip the comparison game on on its head a little bit and be like what is the what are the things that i've done given me the unique opportunity or a unique perspective mm-hmm. to with which to approach this journey yeah. and and how does that make me uniquely qualified to to crush it why will this make me that much more
0: likely to be successful Dude, I love that. That That's, that's really, really good stuff. And I think I to add on to that uh, one. And I, I say this not to other people, because I'm not good at this. And mm-hmm. I have to I have to coach myself through this is one is just, okay, well, you, you're just where you're at. Like, you can't change you can't change where you're at right now in the sense like you can't change what happened that got you here so if you're someone who you want to lose 50 pounds and you know if you started working out 10 years ago you probably wouldn't need to lose 50 pounds right now but you didn't so what are you mm-hmm. going to do about it now? Or what about in 10 years? Do you want to look back and say, 10 years ago, I should have started. And now 20 years have gone by. Like, do you want or do you want to just keep going forward? I know it's, it, I, I've i honestly, tried, I've tried to cut back on this too, because I've had clients re- reach out to me like, oh man, I see you post like progress pictures of other clients. And it makes me feel like, you know, like I should be like, on, like seeing the results they're seeing. And I'm like, and I'm honest with them. Like, listen, that client saw awesome results. but. I like, that's, a, that's part of marketing is I have to share those. I'm not saying that that is what everyone should expect. And you are on your journey. You're, you're doing great, whatever, whatever uh, the, you know, the, so being where you're at and being like, this is where I'm at. I just want to move forward. I can't change the past. But another side of that is going back to our conversation is I've had that. I have a friend who owns a studio uh, locally and he's a good dude. He's a couple years younger than us. He doesn't have kids yet. He's not married yet. And we'll, we'll catch up and and we'll talk about the stresses of business and stuff like that. And sometimes I I said to him one time, like, because he looks at me and he goes, man, I want what you have. I want like the house. I want a wife. I want a kid. I want that. And I go, yeah, man. And I look at you and I'm like, what the fuck are you stressing about? I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, if I were you, I would not have an apartment. I would just be living in the, in the back room of this mm-hmm. fucking gym and you could have so much less stress. So the grass seems over always greener. But what yeah. I take myself back to is, okay, if I didn't have kids and I could work 12 hours a day and I could scale my business by five, 10 X the next couple of years, and I could have more money and and more followers, whatever the fuck people are chasing, mm-hmm. But my whole motivation to do that now is so I can provide a better life for my, my kids. So yeah. like, it takes away the why. So if you're someone who's like, oh man, I'm just like, I just need to lose 50 pounds as quickly as possible. And you're comparing yourself to someone who's in a completely different situation than you. Like they might not have your why. They have mm-hmm. their own stresses. And one thing that I got coached on through like therapy and through a mindset coach was like, when you are obsessed about something, you have to realize that someone else doesn't have that obsession. So like when you are, for me and you, we're, you know, we keep ourselves in good shape. It takes work. It takes effort, but we don't wake up every day going, oh my God, how the fuck am I going to lose 50 pounds? How am I yeah. going to do it We're not, we're spending that energy somewhere else. Yeah. And, it, and maybe it's on our business, whatever. So if you're someone who wants to lose weight right now, and you're spending a lot of energy on that, you have to remember that there's there's an area of your life that you're not stressed about that someone else is spending a lot of energy being stressed about. And it might be that mm-hmm. they, they can't have children or they, they haven't found the person they want to meet yet, they hate their fucking job. So yeah. again, it's just keep things in perspective. Like people have their own shit. Don't compare yourself to them. They're on their own path.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah. I mean, you said a lot, sorry, I'm trying to pick, I'm trying to pick the one that I, I, but I, I like the idea of like the stress piece, right? Like we have a, we have a cap yeah. for stress. We have everybody who's got a different bandwidth for stress, but everybody's got a different cap. Right. And we have different things that we're, we're thinking about. And um, again, you get to, this is coming back to the cost conversation, right? Yeah. You get to choose the things that, that are going to matter to you. and, and, well for you and me it might be business or might be parenting whatever it is like other people have other things that they're stressed about like we have uh one of my wife's best friends is um and she you know she's in her mid-30s and she doesn't she's never really had a serious boyfriend she's you know and she's but she's wanted to have be married and have kids since i've known her for Mm -hmm. 10 years but she just hasn't had a lot of opportunities like honestly not part of this is like she doesn't put herself out there and she would own that but um but she's a great girl right like beautiful Good job, whatever, and and she just there's a self limiting belief there probably too, hundred percent. But like (laughs) for her, like she has all the time in the world, Mm -hmm. but she's spending a lot of her time, and she's she's owned this, like thinking about the fact that like, man, I might never have kids at this point. Like, yeah, I'm in my mid to you know, like what what's the timeline for this? Like, if I got married and then immediately started having like, if I met the guy today it's like the Jennifer Aniston thing from twin, uh, from friends, right? Like, Oh, I want to be dating them for this long, then engaged for this long, then married for this long. Right. Like (laughs) like it starts to add up pretty quickly. She's like, yeah, man, I don't know if I'm ever. And so like, that's the stressor for her. Yeah. You know? And so like you, you get to kind of, you have to choose the things in your life that are going to matter the most to you. And they, they need to be related, linked, you know, meld together. So like, Mm -hmm. There, there are very few things that you can like. Oh, I gotta, I gotta care about all of these things together. Like you have to find ways to link them all together. And so, Mm -hmm. why fitness? Why I love fitness is a great example for this, is because if you feel good about yourself, Mm -hmm. and that's really like it's not comparing to anybody else, but if you feel good about yourself and how you feel in your body and you feel comfortable in your skin, that's gonna carry into every aspect of your life, dude. Yeah. your marriage, into your family, into your work, into your friendships, into everything. It's just going to carry into everything. And so it's a, it's a really good find foundational piece to. to
0: I, yeah, just to, yeah, just to, I think that's a great place to, a great place to end it. And, and I was actually, as you were saying that the first thought that popped into my mind is like, this is one of, if not the only thing that by improving it, everything else will improve. So every, no, there's nothing you can tell me in your life that wouldn't be even 1% better if you were just in better shape and had better health. So, so yeah, so I think I think that that's uh, something that people need to think about when they're making that decision is, you know, okay, work is stressful right now. I got kids, I have this. All well, these excuses not to start. Well, this is the one thing that you can invest your time in that will literally improve every other area of your life. Every other area will get better better because you improved your fitness because you improved your health absolutely absolutely um so yeah man i think uh you know that's pretty much all i had for today i know i kept you a little longer than i intended but um i enjoyed the conversation real quick where um you know if people enjoyed this conversation they want more of uh, advice from you i know you do a lot you're being you've been very consistent with reels lately which i think is awesome i know i know how hard that is um so um where can people find you yeah, on
1: Instagram, uh Jeff Delzell Fitness, D-A-L-Z-E-L-L. I Um, I also have a podcast which is coming back to life uh coming nice. this fall now that my my kids are back out of the house uh so it's called the Dependable Dad Podcast. There are some really good ones uh, up. Um probably I'll definitely have Adam on at some point. Um have you on, my man. Um, I would love to. And then I have a free community for parents on Facebook as well. It's called the Fit and Present Parent Community. Um, if you want to check that out, post some stuff there, but any of those places are good places to find me, but we'd love to hear from you if, if you heard on this and and would love to chat with people. Awesome, man. Thank you. I really enjoyed the convo. Yeah, me too.